everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds. You can also check us out on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at nerds at odds. And if you want to leave a rating and a review on the podcast service that you're using to listen to this show, that would really help us out and grow our audience. And also remember, everybody, that this is going to be a two-part Christmas bonanza. It's a complete blowout for the holiday season. You're going to get part one today, the day you listen to it, obviously. And part two comes out for free next week on Friday. Or if you want to get it early, like I said, you can get it on Patreon. So be sure to check out both parts for a complete spectacular. Yes. Now we're going to hop on into what we've been doing recently. Courtney, what have you been up to? I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and enjoying that a lot. Yeah, you've started doing some story stuff because you've cleared out all the areas about that you're level at, right? Yeah, well, you... I, I've I've started doing when I accept like the main quest to do an alliance. Yeah, like, like with, uh, what are they called in England? Provinces? Boroughs? Yeah, like counties? Like Leicestershire. And... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. think it's a kingdom. I don't know what it was called, but that area of land. Yes. So then I'll clear out all that stuff, and then I'll do the quest. Yeah. So you completed... You're about 60 hours into this game. Yes. Or so. Yeah. And I, I would guess you're probably a third of the way through it, from just the size of the map and what you haven't uncovered yet. I know I'm at least 55 hours in. Yeah. And you're about a third of the way through it. So if you guys want a game that gives you bang for your buck. And Courtney seems to have enjoyed all 55 but, of these hours. But I know that I'm going back to Norway at some point because there's still plenty of stuff in there that I haven't done. Like, there yeah. were places that were way out of my power range, remember? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. I couldn't do. Yeah, that is true. There was, like, a... From what I remember, there was two places in Norway, mm-hmm. like, two different areas. Yeah. And one of them was, like, starting level. I think the other one was 200 and something. Yeah, it was crazy. So... Yeah, uh, if you want, guys want a game that has a lot of bang for your buck, and Courtney seems to have enjoyed all 55 hours. I do I, enjoy it. Yeah, I'm you had... still waiting for them to fix that quest. Yeah, there's a quest that's been broken, apparently since the game launched, from what I've read online. And they have not come up with a fix for it yet, and no one in the message boards has figured out a way to make this quest work, which is upsetting. But I would, I would really suggest you guys grab Assassin's Creed Valhalla if you like these type of Ubisoft open world games because you definitely get your $60 worth yes. out of this one. And it looks amazing on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've also been playing some Among Us. Yeah, I finally got back into it after the uh, the hacking yeah, issue. Yeah, it's not a problem anymore. It doesn't seem to be. I, I think they've done a good job. Though I remember back before they fixed it, I would have people, they would be like, oh, I know it was you, I have, I hacked my speed. It's like, yeah. wh- why even hack in a game like this? Yeah, you don't get- You don't get, there's not really any stats. You yeah, know? you don't get any rewards. It's not like, it's not even like Fall Guys, where if you win, you increase your XP to get a reward. Yeah, you still have to like, if you want different skins or yeah. hats or pets, you have to buy them. Yeah, that there's no reason to hack in the game because you don't get rewarded for winning. You know, it's the only reason you you would hack is to make yourself feel better. But you're not even like winning of your own accord. You're winning because you're hacking. 
they announced a new map at the Game Awards for Among Us. This, like, space blimp place. I forget what it was called now. Yeah. Have you played it yet? Do you know if that's out? I, it's not out yet. It's not out yet? Um, I have all the maps turned on when I search for games. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I can, like, get random assortment. Usually the, uh, the scaled gets filled up pretty quickly. Mm. So if you're just, like, looking for a game and you don't want to sit there and be, like, told that the games are full... <laughs> Just choose a different map. Yeah. It won two awards at the Game Awards. I know I told you that the other day, but for the audience that doesn't know, do you think it's deserved? I mean, it's a great game, and it, I think it's perfect for the world we live in right now. What do you think like... of it uh, winning Game Awards coming out in 2018, though? I don't know. You're fine with that? It's fine. I mean, it didn't get any recognition mm. whatsoever when it first came out, and then it re- people really latched onto it. Yeah, the developers seemed really nice. There's all four. Of, there's four of them. I they, thought there were three. No, there was four of them. Huh. Yeah, they they seem nice, and it's a fun game. I mean, you don't play it as much as I do. You don't get to deal with the people. I had someone today. I was playing, and I was just you know I was just on there playing, and I was away from the group, and someone dies in the game, and. Someone reports the body and they go, it's brown. And I'm like, well, what's your proof? And they're like, you're stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't, you just said it's brown. Yeah. You didn't give any proof. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. You know, like I, I voted for brown. They were the imposter, but you got to give some proof. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not about that. And uh, we don't really have, it's hard to get a group of friends going just at a moment's notice, you know, when the urge strikes you. Yeah. Sometimes you get some great groups of people, yeah. but other times you just get annoying, mean people. So on top of that, you finished the Song in the Silence book with yes. the weird dragons and stuff. It's got dragons in it. It, uh, You know, it's good. I what, enjoyed it a lot. Would you recommend it? I recommend it. It's a little, like, it takes a bit to get into. Once you get to the dragons, it's pretty cool. The author is actually on Twitter, ah, so I, I followed her recently. Okay. Pretty good, gotta say. I, I really, I want to try and read the sequels, but my sister said they weren't great, so oh. I don't know. Okay. Well, I've been doing some gaming over the past week, obviously, you know, it's a hobby of mine. And there's, I want to talk about two shorter things, and then I'll talk about the big thing most people probably know has came out recently. So first, what's not on this run of show is I played... A lot of Pokemon Crown Tundra on the Switch while Courtney was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Crown Tundra is the new DLC that came out about a month or two ago at mm-hmm. this point. Yep. It's very shallow, I feel. There's not much story. The guy's like, go catch these legendaries. I've caught all the legendaries now except for the one you need to trade with the person who has the sword with to get. Um, I haven't played it, so... Uh... Yeah, Courtney's not not trading me that Pokemon. And then you fight in this, like, tournament thing. But there's not much story there. They're just like, hey, we created a tournament where the gym leaders fight each other. And then that happened. And I've caught all the Pokemon I can catch in the Shield version of the game now. That's fine. I like the base game, Sword and Shield. It's probably one of my favorite Pokemon games. But I feel like the DLC was lacking, and I hope they evolve the formula even more in the <laughs> next one. <laughs> what evolve? I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean to make that pun, but yeah, I hope because people have been playing Tim Tim, which came out recently. Tim I didn't Tim. haven't given it. I haven't given it a try, but 
in all the podcasts I've listened to, at least one person has been like, oh, I've been playing Tim Tim. And they're like, it's what Pokemon would be if they cared about making a better game every year and not just the same game. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I've been doing that. Uh, I've also been playing Destiny 2's next-gen upgrade for PS5. Uh-huh. Uh, it makes the game so much better. Like, it's 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 night and day how much better it looks and feels. Though, getting the update was an adventure because you had to go in and download this free version of the game, right? Mm-hmm. That's like PS5 and PS4. Yeah. And then you download that. And then it downloads the version that you have. Like, what console you're playing it on. It's like, oh, you have the PS5. Now you're going to get the PS5 version. And I was like, why is my storage space so full? And it's because it still kept the PS4 version. It didn't, like, overwrite that. So I had to delete that as well. But after all that was done, it was just a little bit of a hassle. You know, thankfully we have decent internet. But, yeah, the game, if you have a next-gen console, you need to get this update. It's free. Just look up how to do it on your respective console because it makes the gaming experience on destiny 2 much better now for the big one the game that everybody's probably at least heard of recently because it's the most streamed single player game on twitch history it sold 8 million copies before it came out cyberpunk 2077 i'm playing it on ps5 Uh so my experience is going to differ from those who are playing it on base consoles or pc on the ps5 and I'm assuming the Series X as well. It runs fine. It runs at 60 frames per second. It doesn't stutter. It doesn't really drop. It runs... There have been a couple of, like, like crashing. Yeah, it's, it's crashed on me twice. Luckily, it auto-saves, like, every two minutes. So that's not a huge deal. It's an annoyance. But it's not, like, a huge deal, at least for me. Though it's playable, is what I'm saying. It's smooth. It looks good. It runs at, like, 1440 it looks good, right? It doesn't have the high-end flourishes that you see on PC, right? Uh-huh. Like the like what you would call next-gen yet, because it's just running in backwards compatibility mode. But if you have a PC, and you have a PC that's like a two, dollars $3,000 PC, this game's going to look much better than it does right now. But they're going to release a next-gen update for it in the future. But I highly doubt it's going to run at 60 with those. It might run at 30. Now... A word of warning to those playing it on last-gen consoles, okay? I feel like I have to do this before I give my opinion of the game. It seems unplayable on those consoles. From what I've seen, I was watching Digital Foundry do a breakdown where it's running at 12 frames per second on the PS4, and it it looks like a stop-motion animation while you're trying to play it. And they made the comparison to it's like Witcher 3 on Switch. You're just kind of lucky it runs on this thing at all but I, if you have a base system i don't think you should buy it to play it now my impressions without the way knowing that i've had the playable experience of the game i think it's amazing i like the witcher 3 better i feel i like those characters and the setting but if you like futuristic stuff you might like this more the quests are very impactful and interesting i was very emotionally invested into what's going on it's fun to play it's very deep rpg wise i think that's the thing courtney noticed the most it's it's just too much there's too much micromanaging of things it's just too much for me yeah but just give me a skill tree (laughs) 
and I look at the cool things that I want, and I grab those, like in Valhalla, and I just have pieces of armor that I can upgrade, and that's it. Yeah, because in this game you have skills, perks, you have three weapon slots, you have six or eight armor slots, and then you have your every body part you can replace. So you have like 25 different body parts you can replace with cybernetics. So it's very in-depth. But if you have a PS5, Xbox Series X, or a PC that could run it at like decent specs, I'd say you definitely should check this out because if you have a machine that can run it, this is probably the most technically advanced open world game. It's like GTA 5, how big the city is. But GTA 5 City is like a sandbox, I feel. Uh-huh. And this is like an actual city, in a way. Check it out if you have the machines that can run it. But word of warning, don't play it on last-gen consoles. Now, what we've been doing is watching Christmas movies in preparation for this episode, I feel. Yes. That's about it. And other than that, we watched Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 7. And we're going to give a brief spoiler-free review here. Because we're going to do a spoiler episode in a couple weeks or a month or so. What you think? This was a great episode. It was really enjoyable. I wasn't bored. Mm. Are you often bored? I was every once in a while. Mm. Like, when there's too much action, can be a little boring. You know? It's like, uh, you know, like the, the fan four stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, there was just, I mean, there was a lot of nothing going on. But even so, there was a lot of stuff going on as well. And you're just like, ah. <sighs> So this episode, I think, is probably my favorite of the entire show so far. It had the right mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Last week's episode was kind of action-filled with characters that you like. This episode, I felt, had more character moments with them, but was also it was somehow funny, intense. Good, intense, had good character moments, had a lot of action. It had everything you would want. It was still short. I think it's under 30 minutes. There were some great out. lines. Yeah. If you take out the opening credits and ending credits, still in 30 minutes, which I don't like. But yeah, Courtney's right. There was a lot of great moments in this one. I don't know what else we can say without spoiling it. You should definitely check out the show. Also, on the Instagram, I've been posting a lot of Pokemon pictures of the uh, Pokemon cards. And I will continue to do this. I think, you know, just looking through all the old cards that I have that are, like, good and then maybe some of my newer EXs, GXs, megas whatever yeah so check out the instagram if you're into that if you like listening to podcasts about things in nerd culture you might enjoy listening to audiobooks that can transport you away on grand adventures to exciting worlds all while you go about your daily tasks like driving cooking and cleaning audible is the perfect place for you to find epic tales and right now all listeners can get a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash nerds at odds I'm currently listening to Dune by Frank Herbert in preparation for the movie that comes out later this year, and it has really helped me fight the boredom induced by this pandemic. Audible has thousands of audiobooks available, and the best part is that with your free 30-day trial, you can download and listen to them all for free. So go to audible.com slash to get listening today. Alright, so let's get on into the topic of today's show, our Christmas special. So, I thought it would be good if we started off talking about what our Christmas traditions are during a normal year. And maybe not recently, since we're both adults, but maybe like when we were kids, perhaps? Because that's more the magical time. We could do a little bit of both. Okay, you want to start off what we, do, what we did as a kid and what we would do now if it was a normal year? You yeah. Do that? Okay, so you start first. What would you do as a kid? So, 
usually Christmas trees up as soon as can be. Hmm. Um, Advent or before, which Advent is a the start of the Christmas season in Catholicism and other such cultures. You know, like an Advent calendar. I have no clue what you're talking about right now, but okay. You know the little calendar that you open that's got like the little gift inside? That's an advent calendar. Okay, sure. It leads up to the Christmas, whatever. Anywho, so usually get the Christmas tree up, lights, that sort of thing. We did it as soon as Thanksgiving was over this yeah, year. Yeah, Black Friday. Uh, then on Christmas Eve, we go to candlelight service at the Methodist Church in town. Because it was, it was just a, a nice place to go. Candlelight service was great. The wax burning your fingers, that was interesting. Singing carols, going around after church. It was usually ended about midnight or so. Probably about 10, actually. It seems so much later when you're a kid. Mm. And then going around, seeing the lights, go back home. We started doing this later. We would open one gift on Christmas Eve, but we we didn't really do that when we were kids. We'd go to sleep, try to sleep. There'd be nothing under the Christmas tree, no presents at all. And then in the morning when we would wake up, we'd run out into the living room and it would be covered in presents, just decimated by presents. And then uh, mom would be there and we'd just unwrap all the gifts and it was fun i remember one of my my best one of the one of the times i walked past a present i didn't even see because i was looking at all the wrapped gifts around Mm. the tree and it was a bike i just walked right past it um and then you know mom would make christmas breakfast we didn't really have a christmas dinner we just did christmas breakfast it was great I guess I'll just talk about when I was a kid and then we'll go back to your adult thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like my childhood and now are the same. Like, I've always had a split family, you know, to go to several places. So, how it starts is I go to my maternal grandmother's house and on Christmas Eve at about six in the afternoon, and my uncle cooks steak. That's what we do there for Christmas dinner. He cooks uh, ribeye steak, and we eat that, baked potato salad, you know, steak dinner. Sure. <laughs> and it's it's my maternal grandma, my uncle, my aunt, my two cousins, me and my brother. And then we go and open all the gifts that they have brought us and we have brought them on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That takes, you know, two or three hours. I'll probably go back. We probably go back to my dad's, my brother and I, around 10 or so. Then we, I don't know, go to sleep. <laughs> Wake up. And this hasn't really changed from when I was a kid either. So we just wake up and just wait until everybody can come together in the afternoon. It's kind of hard wrangling my brother, me my stepmom and her three kids and the grandparents and all that, you know? So we have to kind of time it so everybody's there to open all the gifts. By the time everyone's there, there's probably 12 or 13 people crammed in my parents' house. And you've seen my parents' house. Yes. It's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, and they added a third bedroom that that used to be a park, like a carport. So it's tiny. It's like 
seven eight hundred square foot max in t- the whole house. So it's like thirteen people crammed in there. One bathroom. Yeah, one bathroom. We divvy up the presents between everybody. So I don't know. There's probably two hundred presents in this tiny house total, since everybody gets at least one, and the kids usually get a dozen or or twenty or so. And then we take turns from youngest to op- oldest opening one gift. And we go in a circle until everyone has opened all their gifts. So this takes hours to do. But it's exciting because you can see what everyone got. I guess is the idea. And I enjoy this a lot. And then, uh, you know, we kind of clean up. And then my dad gets the ham in the oven. You know, the turkey in the oven. The fixings going, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we have like a second Thanksgiving. But this time the main thing's the ham. And it's amazing. Get cherry glaze with some pineapple on there. It's a good ham. I'm making it this year. We'll see if we get it going. Courtney is going to be a believer after she eats this ham. I don't like ham. So, yeah. maybe not a big ham. Oh, I'm going to eat pounds of this ham. Okay. So, it's fine. And if you don't eat a slice of ham, no Christmas gift. I'm going to eat a slice of ham because it's apparently the only thing that we're going to be having. I should make it the only thing we're going to be having. I was going to buy a chicken to roast as well for you. But if yes, you're going to act like this, it's only going to be ham, ham, ham. So that's that's my Christmas tradition every year. What do you do as an adult now? Is it any different? Well, I did for I forgot some stuff. Okay. You like maybe a week or so before Christmas, the whole family would go to my papa's. Hmm. We would decorate an ornament with our name on it and put it on a, a little Christmas tree, and just hang out with all the family. Which, if you remember from the Thanksgiving episode, is usually like. 70 some people in one like one area it's a it's a it's a time yeah it's a time Um, well i think before you get on into your adult uh traditions i think maybe yours differ from mine in a little bit mm -hmm. because i'm the oldest child so all my siblings and everybody are still at home so i'm the only one who has to kind of go there yeah but now that and it might change in the future. It's probably going to change in the years to come. Now that your sister has a husband and a house and a kid, I feel like your adult Christmas is being sh- like changed a lot. It's going to be changed a lot. Yeah. Well, it, w- it was already starting to change. After opening all the gifts on Christmas, me, me and my sister take photos with the remnants of the wrapping paper. Oh, that's a cool tradition. So funny. But like, it, like if I... Like, I gave Brittany, my sister, and my mm-hmm. mom, like, socks, and I would put the socks on, like, the, the wrapping paper on yeah. as gloves, yeah. and then, like, take a piece of wrapping paper that kind of looks like a hat and mm-hmm. put it on. It was fun. I wonder, your Christmases probably resemble more of the traditional white Christmas, I'm assuming, from where you live? No, not really. Not really? Actually. Okay. Uh, we've had a white Christmas a couple times, mm-hmm. but... Just because we live in the valley of a mountain doesn't mean that we're going to get snow. Usually the snow happens in the start of the year and not like towards the end of the year. In, in my childhood, before I came to college, so the first 19 years of my life, it snowed once enough to stick on the ground and play in yep. my entire life. So Christmas back home could be set in the 70s for me. So that's it's just it's weird. I mean, usually we don't get a white Christmas, mm-hmm. but... That's fine. Anything you want to add about your traditions? I didn't do my adult one yet. Okay, adult. Let's see what we got. Okay, so adult Christmas. Go to my mom's 
usually try to get there maybe three days before Christmas, stay there for a week or Mm -hmm. so. It's been a little bit harder because job. Yeah. Um, So this is more like uh, while you're still in college. While I was still in college. With with the job, maybe about five days Mm. altogether. Go there, help my mom set up the Christmas tree. My sister would be there. On Christmas Eve, since we're adults, my sister and I would sit back to back. We would already have our gifts wrapped for each other and for our mom, but mom would give us the gifts that she bought for us and wrap them for each other. So I would wrap the gifts that mom got for Brittany, and she would wrap the gifts that mom got for me. (laughs) And that was always fun, you know? You know, go to sleep, wake up, waking up a lot later than usual. Because, you know, Christmas it doesn't have as much magic when you're not a kid. You don't want to wake up at the break of dawn and rush in and be like, Christmas! And then, you know, open gifts, go around in a circle, and uh, then mom would make the Christmas breakfast. It was great. Yeah. My idea for what Christmas will be like in the future going forward is I would like to have like one of those big family christmases you know where i I don't know if it's going to be like movie where we go to a ski lodge and drink cocoa you want to do the ski lodge i don't know if that's like christmas day but that'd be fun like a vacation with the family but i want to you know me you your sister her husband their kids and all kids whenever we have children that i like that idea and then grandparents can come if they want and hang out but I want like a, a big family Christmas because that that sounds more fun. Yeah. Than, uh, M- me and you and our children. And that's yeah, it. yeah. I mean, they they need you know the the more the merrier. I think you know have more kids to play with, have more gifts to open. It's you know more excitement. Yeah. So on into our favorite Christmas songs. Just want to shout out a couple real quick. Which one? Which which one or two come to mind as your favorite Christmas songs? Um. So there's a lot. So there's like the 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 Christmas church songs, mm-hmm. and then there's like the Christmas songs that they play on the radio that usually aren't the Christmas church songs. So like Christmas church song, I really like "In the Bleak Midwinter." It's pretty good. It sounds a little depressing, but it's it's pretty good. I really like "Deck the Halls," "Rocking Around the Christmas mm-hmm. Tree." I love Michael Bublé's version of. Uh, baby it's cold outside i like his frosty the snowman and i really love the piano guys version of hark the herald angels sing okay it's really rocking yeah there's no like there's not really any singing but my favorite christmas song is rocking around the christmas tree i had a poinsettia like christmas decoration a plastic one as a kid where you push the button and it like bobs up and down and the song plays which i really enjoyed so that's my favorite christmas song so what's all, do you have any nerdy Christmas movies? Kind of... Memories? Sta- yeah. Movies. Nerdy Christmas memories. Stay in the lane of this podcast a bit. What's what's a cool nerdy gift you got for Christmas? Well, I've gotten, I got the the DS Rose Gold Dogs version one year that has like the little paw print on it. Maybe that was my start of my Rose Gold obsession. <laughs> that one was pretty good. 
my sister last year got me a Legend of Zelda backpack purse thing. Yeah, really I, cool. I like that one a lot, yeah. She also got me a Harry Potter cookbook. Unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. Which, uh, we've, we've made one thing out of it so it's far, just I think. a couple. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, did we make the, the shepherd's pie from I it? think we tried the shepherd's pie. I've updated our recipe since then, but we yeah. tried the shepherd's pie of that. Usually, well, when, when the new Star Wars movies came out, Mom got me a lot of, like, stuff from there. Like, Star Wars, the, is it The Force Awakens? That's the one that came out in 2015. Was that, yeah. It, it was, like two sets of playing cards that were different and then i got a star wars blanket I'm, i've gotten video games and haven't really got a lot of consoles you know yeah my i have one i think that stands out the most and it's because it's something that i was denied for several years mm-hmm. so when the ps3 came out back in 2006 i believe I saw it at Toys R Us, and I was like, oh, PS3, you know, mm-hmm. very nice, and uh, I, I poured my mom over, and I'm like, hey, this this sounds like a good Christmas present, and she took a gander at that $600 price tag and said no, and I don't remember what I got that year or the next couple years. Uh, but it was not a PS3. Yeah, that I asked for it, but it was not that, and then I finally got it. And it came with Batman Arkham Asylum, Mm -hmm. which I thought was an okay game at the time. Uh, I was younger. I kind of didn't get the puzzly Metroidvania aspects of it. You still don't like puzzles. No, I think Arkham City's the best game out of that series. And I got The Dark Knight on Blu-ray. And uh, it it was uh, a cool experience seeing my first Blu-ray movie. I remember it being uh, eye-opening for me. I think the first blu-ray movie i watched was like timothy green something hmm. it, it was that movie about the 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 kid that uh the the people get that's that comes from the ground i don't know weird i so we still only own very few blu-rays i feel like i didn't get into buying movies until streaming was a thing so we kind of missed that i bought i bought castaway on blu-ray I bought that yeah. last Christmas. Well, I mean, we we have the six Star Wars movies. We have the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Only the Dark Knight for some reason. I want to get the entire Nolan trilogy. We have Core and Avatar. Yeah. Um, we own all of Mash, but it's on the DVD. So, I don't know. We didn't really get into that. And now talking about movies, it's time to get into the big part of this episode. We're gonna get into our Christmas movies. Ranked worst to best, all 25 of them. And if you saw on Patreon, we had the list there that you could watch. So if you haven't watched those already, maybe go to patreon.com slash nerds at odds and check out the list of Christmas movies. Maybe see what you think about some of them and then come back and listen to this part. But if you know the movies, let's dive on into this list. And I think we're probably going to get to five or ten of them. And then probably do the rest on the next part. Sound okay. about right? Sure. Okay. So at number 25, and this one kind of hurts me because I remember liking this one, is The Year Without a Santa Claus. How dare you? I thought it was boring. Um, I thought I was just waiting the whole movie for the uh, Heat Miser song, you know? Mm-hmm. And just 
it seemed a bit meandering, especially when the start of the movie is Mrs. Claus telling you something, right? Yeah. It's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and now we're here, right? She tells you a story, and then it goes and shows you, the movie plays out what she just told you happened for like the first five, ten minutes. I mean, I feel like it runs a bit long. If you cut it down to like a 25-minute movie instead of an hour movie, it'd be much more snappy. No. No? And I can't believe that you put this above Rudolph and uh, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, you put this behind that. Rudolph was annoying. Like, I was re-watching it, and I'm like, this is so annoying <laughs> at all times. I don't know why you put this so low. I thought it was a bit boring. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not as well made, either, as It is Rudolph. not Christmas without a year without a Santa Claus. Yeah. I cannot Abide stress <laughs> that enough. This will be watched every year. How could you? I feel like this and a lot of these lower on the list are ones that you watch as a kid or with your kids. But I don't know if I'm trying to watch this every year, you know, as an adult. I watch it every year. You think so? Yes. We keep it on the list? We have to. Fine, we'll keep it on it's, the list. It's my favorite old Christmas movie. Okay. Next at number 24 is Star Wars uh, Lego Holiday Special, the one that just came out. I gave it a mediocre. I'm not going to hop on the the Star Wars issues with it I too thought it much. was fine. It did have Star Wars issues. Yeah. It has interesting implications if they're going to try and make it actually canon. I doubt it's canon. And like the, the time stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's canon. It, it annoyed me to, to no end just some of the things that that they said were things that I'm like, that's definitely not, not true. Also, it was real weird when uh, the woman who calls Chewbacca her boyfriend yeah. came in and like Chewbacca's, Chewbacca's wife's, there. wife's there and like she tackles Chewbacca. It's real yeah. weird. Yeah. So I, I thought it was going to start with just being the new, the sequel characters. And I'm like, I'm going to hate this. And then they travel back in time and you see prequel stuff and original trilogy stuff and i'm like oh characters i care about right yeah but just just so, some of the things that happen annoyed me when it comes to star wars wise and it was it was just whatever i mean there were some cool parts but it was it was largely meh yeah it i gave it a mediocre we're not watching it again i mean it, it's so hard because they can't say like oh well christmas is a thing because then yeah. it's like religion I'm, I'm fine with life day being a thing life day's fine but it's just like it I, I don't know it's it's like why is it so oddly similar to christmas mm. and i don't know it's just weird yeah next up on the list at 23 is rudolph i would have put this last probably yeah because man is it sexist yeah, Rudolph is very problematic. It's it's sexist, it's a little racist, it's boring in places, it's meandering. I think it's well it's better made than Youth Without Santa Claus. This is men's work. Yeah, you take the women home. You, know? you take the women and home. Also that there's it doesn't say what I think it's trying to say, right? It's trying to say like, oh, it's okay. Except embrace your Santa's mean. Yeah, like embrace what makes you unique, and that's a good thing, right? But they don't care. They don't care about Rudolph. Everyone's mean to Rudolph, and they just want to use him. Well, it's like it's like capitalism, right? Yeah. It's it's not cool, or it's weird, or it's dumb until it's actually useful, and then everybody wants it. Yeah. So they don't accept Rudolph for who he is. They just accept that he's useful in this situation. But like. Literally, 
so Santa comes to see the birth of the reindeer. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Hopefully he grows out of that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they're doing the thing where Santa inspects the, the reindeer. And Rudolph's the best flyer. And it's real cute because, you know, Cl- Clarice says that he's cute. And that's why he's able to fly because he's mm-hmm. so happy. And then the nose comes off and Santa's like, you should be ashamed of yourself, Donner, who's his dad. Yeah. It's like, he had a good takeoff, too. It's like, he still had a good takeoff. Yeah, he's a good flyer, you know, and he has this light on his nose. I, I They just use him, and they don't really accept him in the end, and it's it's weird. I don't know if we're going to show this to our kids. It, it's like, it's, it's encouraging children to run away if their parents are disappointed in them. Yeah. Because then your parents will feel sorry and then go after <laughs> you. It's real weird. Yeah, I don't th- I don't know if we're going to watch this next year. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, there is there's this Rudolph that's really good mm-hmm. that I think we should watch, but we can't find it anywhere. Yeah. We have to get it on DVD. Next up at 22 is Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. I love this movie. I thought I gave it an average. It's not mediocre like Rudolph or Star Wars. I think I enjoyed the first part more, honestly. Well, I'm not sure what part I enjoyed more. Thinking back. The middle. Think the middle. I mean, the first part's good. The part with the snowman's good. Yeah. I was I was worried I was going to hate this movie because it was going to be CGI snowman. But it's a puppet made by Jim Henson and all that. And it looks great, I think. I mean, there are some parts where it's clearly, like, CGI. Yeah, when he has to move certain ways. Yeah. But but just when he's moved, like, when he's waddling around or just in a scene talking, it, it's real. It's a puppet and it looks like it's supposed to be there because it is there, right? Yeah. So it looks great. Compared to what I was afraid of it looking like. I don't know. It just... I think what, why I put it so far down the list is that I was a bit sad at the end. Mm-hmm. It's a real downer of a movie. You, might, you I, just, I just felt bad for this kid the whole time, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It, it's a little like Onward, in a way. Where it's like, it's a, it's a good movie, but I, I feel sad for the, the boys... In Onward, and I feel sad for the boy here because, like, he still loses his dad, you know? Yeah. But the snowman looked good. Yeah. It was a hot warming story, but I was, I was a little sad, and I think that's what got it put down here. Okay, that's fine. At 21, Frosty, the snowman. I feel like the, the reason why it's 21 is because it's, like, 20 minutes long and you're in and out. It, but even at 20 minutes long, I feel like, come on, speed it up. Speed it up? Let's make this a 10-minute feel? It's just like, they they go on this train, and then they're like, it's too cold on the train. We'll jump off the train. And then there's like this bad guy trying to get the hat back the whole time. And they're like, oh, it's too cold in the woods. Uh, yeah. Here's a fire. Oh, the bad guy put out the fire. Let's run away. Oh, here's a greenhouse. <laughs> I think I think Frosty's problem is that it is clearly a movie that was made, made on the song. song. Yes, that's the entire inspiration for the movie was the song. Yeah, and they just came up with high drinks to ensue to get you to the next part of the song. It's fine. I don't know if we're gonna watch it next year, but I would show my kids this. They'd probably be into it. There's probably a. I think there's a different version of Frosty, one of the stop motion ones that we could do. Oh yeah. Instead, I know there's one. I think it's like. Frosty, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. We have that one on. Yeah. On DSD. And that that one, that one's stop motion. And it's pretty cute. It's got, uh, he's got a, a wife and some kids. Frosty does? Yeah. Okay. 
but yeah so those are good okay okay guys so we're gonna call it there so just to run down from 25 through 21 it's 25 years without a santa claus at boring uh, 24, Star Wars Lego, mediocre. 23, Rudolph, mediocre. 22, Jack Frost, average. And 21, Frosty, average. How do you feel about those first five? I think you're wrong with putting Year Without a Santa Claus so low, but that's your own prerogative. Okay, so guys, check back in with part two for numbers 20 through 1 and our closing thoughts. Here, Akita has to say the interesting fact. Check back next week. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day. Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds. You can also check us out on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at nerds at odds. And if you want to leave a rating and a review on the podcast service that you're using to listen to this show, that would really help us out and grow our audience. And also remember, everybody, that this is going to be a two-part Christmas bonanza. It's a complete blowout for the holiday season, so be sure to check out both parts for a complete spectacular. Yes. Courtney, what have you been doing recently? So I tried the Yule Festival on the Assassin's Creed Valhalla update. Yeah, it just came out at the time of recording this a couple of days ago. It hasn't been out too long, and I believe it's out until the middle of January, the first week of January. It's out for a couple weeks after Christmas. I think it was like 19 days or something. Yeah, so you have time to check it out. What do you think about it so far? It is buggy. (laughs) The the biggest things that I've seen is that the quest markers will tell you that the quest is all the way across the map or sometimes on a different continent. Yeah, so the the two big ones are looking for the cows. Yeah. And just like it'll be like, hey, go back with this guy to the to the town to his mom, and it's like, yeah, it's a thousand miles that way, and I'm like, I know it's not that far that way, but sure. And then like looking for the missing brew, so like someone's beer gets stolen or ale gets stolen, mm. I guess. And no joke, you get the ale. And then it tells you the wrong way to go until you get close enough to the quest and it's like, oh, you go right here. And then you're carrying this thing of ale and wolves show up. And if you get attacked by the wolves while you're holding the ale, it disappears and you have to go back to the place where the ale was, grab it, take it back. The wolves respawn. So you had to put down the the barrel of ale, kill all the wolves, and then pick it back up. Otherwise, it will despawn. For those of you who don't know what it's about, there's the Yule Festival. It's kind of like this winter holiday festival for the Vikings. And somebody in town's like, oh, I made all these Yule tokens that you can get for completing events. And if you collect enough of them, you can get there's an armor set that's pretty good. 
Yeah, it's, they can get. It's one of the better ones in the game. I think. Yeah, there's a uh, weapon and a shield. Yep. There's like eight or so cosmetic things for your camp, and there's six or so tattoos. So there's a, a lot of things to collect. The amount of tokens you can get is kind of low. Like you get a, a certain amount for starting the Yule Festival, mm-hmm. and then you get. A decent amount for the quests. Yeah. The the two quests that actually, like, matter. Yeah. The two that are non-repeatable. Yeah. And then the arrow thing only gives you, like, I got 30 the first time I did yeah, it. If you get above 1,000, it seemed like you got 30. Yeah. And then, like, the drinking contest, I got 10. Yeah. And I only messed up once. I think you might get 10 no matter what, as yeah. long as you win the drinking contest. So, and... And then the brawl, I don't know how many I got for completing all ten rounds. Yeah, it's a long, it's a long event though. It's so. a long event, and the t- the first, like I completed all the stuff once, um, all the quests, the brawl, everything. I only had like four hundred and something tokens. Yeah, I was able to buy all the armor pieces. I couldn't buy any of the weapons that because they're like a hundred, the one hundred and fifty yeah. each. And then I bought the cosmo- cosmetic stuff for the settlement, and then maybe one tattoo. Yeah, so it looks like to get the rest of the stuff, you'd probably have to play the repeatable quests a couple dozen times, assuming you get ten each. I might. I'm gonna try and do the brawl Again. and see how much that gets me, because I'm fairly good with the fighting mechanic. Uh, I had to use my rations twice because they got this like big burly dude that just just chucks you he yeah. just chucks you against I don't, everything i don't know if the rounds have like the same guys each time no it doesn't but it seems like the big burly guy uh i think you got him around seven out of ten yeah he seemed like the only actual hard one he was pretty difficult i was expecting like someone big for round 10 you know but yeah. it it wasn't that bad what it seems to me is that the game has, like, a pool of people, mm-hmm. and it's, like, randomly selects ten. So, these ten could be in any order. There might be new ones next time. That's what it seems like. Maybe. But, you know, it was, it's fine, but if I'm having to, like, nickel and dime, because I've got to get 150 and 150, I need to get at least, like, 400, 500 more Yule tokens to get yeah. all the stuff. So it's just gonna be grinding to get that, and I'm kind. It kind of makes me not want to play. <laughs> well, you don't have to do that. You can just keep playing the game. No, though. I have to. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Well, it's it's a free update for those of you who don't know. So you can dabble with it. You cannot. I guess it really doesn't matter in the end. I've also been reading Midnight Sun. Yes, the. First Twilight book from Edward's perspective. Yes, so it's Twilight, but from Edward's point of view. I don't think I mentioned this in the last I recording. don't think you had started reading it yet. I, I'm pretty sure I was like, I finished Song in the Silence. Yeah. And then, so far, it's pretty good. I don't know if Stephanie Meyer's going to do all the books. I, it doesn't seem like she's going to. I think she wants to do other stuff, mm-hmm. which is fine. I love her other uh, I love The Host. If you've never read The Host, it's really good. It must take a lot of effort, because I, if I were to put both books side by side and like compare, it's got to be pretty accurate to do something like this. Otherwise, fans, I think, would be upset. 
Do you think this is a book that you could read? I have a couple questions that uh-huh. are kind of the same thing. First, if you were going to read the Twilight series, yeah. could you substitute Midnight Sun for Twilight and start with it and then go forward? No. Okay. You would be entirely lost. If you're trying to read the Twilight series for the first time. Yes. Would you ask, Would you recommend people read Twilight, Midnight Sun, and then the rest? No. So you think Midnight Sun you have to read after you've read all the other books? Yes. Yes? Yes. And now, maybe the hardest question. Uh-huh. Is Midnight Sun better than the first Twilight book? It's hard to compare because I haven't read Twilight mm. in years. And also maybe some of the enjoyment from Midnight Sun is because you're such a big fan of the series. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the movies were a little bit of a disappointment for me. Yeah. I didn't like some of the actor choices. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and the first one is kind of low budget seeming. The first one, they it, it's like it's filmed in, like, sepia, <laughs> I think. It's, it's just blue and gray yeah. and depressing. The second one, like, Edward's not there for, like, most of it. Mm. And then, like, I don't even remember the third one that well. And then the fourth one and fifth one, you're the fourth one, you're like, can we just get to some stuff happening, please? And then the fifth one, you're like, what are they doing? <laughs> but, you know, um, I think we need to buy uh, the all the books. Maybe. Like a set. Well, we've been talking about doing episodes where we read books and compare them to the movie versions. Yes. So we had an idea with doing Harry Potter. We've read, both of us have read the first and second book pretty recently. Yes. You're on the fifth one. I'm only on the third one. Yes. But we had an idea like watch those movies and compare them to the first and second book and maybe do a couple episodes about that. Yeah. Probably not back to back, but over like a span of a year or so, right? And we're also thinking about doing that with Narnia yeah. and... Whatever other book series, honestly, they've Possibly made. Twilight. It's the only way I can get them to watch it. Yeah. Speaking of Narnia, I'll hop in here. I've been reading The Chronicles of Narnia. I started with Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe because they don't have a movie about the first book. So I figured I'd watch the one they have a movie about. The prequel book. Yeah. And then I went back and am now reading The Magician's Nephew. Which is a prequel book, but C.S. Lewis apparently wanted people to read it first. That's why it's presented as the first book. Though I think, as someone who's read most of these books before and I'm reading them again now, I still think Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe is the book you have to read first. Because Magician's Nephew does not grab you like Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe does. Yeah, I feel like you get introduced to Narnia and you care about the world in Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. And then Magician's Nephew's like, oh, how did this all come about? I don't know if it's as uh, engrossing if it's the first one you read. I suppose. It's interesting, though. Yeah, no, I I really like it. I think C.S. Lewis is a great author. It's very religious. Yeah, it is very... uh, You can clearly see what he's going for here. Though the scene with Aslan's sacrifice in the book mm-hmm. it was so dark i was like this it impressed me i was like oh this is this is pretty dark i didn't expect you to go this this far so well we were talking about like why they only did like three movies in the narnia yeah. series and it's, it's because like of the pevensies it's because once you lose all of them it's kind of like 
difficult to want people to keep paying attention. Yeah, I think it's hard. We talked about this off podcast, but I think it's hard to make a, a movie about these books. Like, if you did seven movies. Mm-hmm. And I suggest a TV show, which maybe be a little better. It would still be difficult. I feel like perhaps you have to kind of focus on Aslan as the main character. The... He doesn't show up that often. He's yeah. not, like, in the... He's not in the like the first book like at all he's in all the books at some point yeah but he's... So he comes and goes quite often yeah like prince caspian i don't remember him in it very yeah. much i feel like i mean c.s lewis wrote the chronicles of narnia with narnia being the main character yeah basically narnia is the the world that you're learning about yeah. and that's hard to translate to a tv or movie I, so. I I remember when the movie started coming out first, and I was like, "Are they going to do a the horse and his boy next?" That one's kind of a they sleeper. They did not, and they didn't. From what I've read, the planned fourth one was the silver chair. Yeah, they were basically just going to skip the horse and his boy, which is fine. And the magician's nephew. And the magician's nephew, which is also fine. Yeah. I feel like if they were going to do a TV series, they should do the TV series about what the children do as kings and queens of Narnia. That could be interesting. It's like my idea about the having the TV series about the Marauders. Yeah. Years. I feel like that is more likely to happen because J.K. Rowling can write that still. Yeah. And you would have to get permission from C.S. Lewis's family to create something new in his world, which seems unlikely. Yeah. So, other than that, I've been playing some more Cyberpunk, though I've fallen off of it kind of recently. I think maybe some of the things that's going on with the refunds and it getting delisted and how that all has handled it has kind of soured it in my mouth a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun with it, but maybe I'm, I also want to wait for patches and updates and stuff. So I've, I've returned to Jedi Fallen Order to get the Platinum. The map is ridiculously poorly designed, in my opinion. I, I forgot to mention something about um, Assassin's Creed. What? With a romance option. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> they fixed the, the bug I was having before. With, with the quest. With a quest and a place. Which, if you'll play the game, you'll understand why I don't want to say anything. Yeah. But, so, my character was dating Petra, mm-hmm. who is, like, the hunting person. Yeah. She's very cute. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. She's great. But there's this baking guy that I, I like. And he kind of reminds me of Henry Cavill. You said the same thing. He, he looks like Henry Cavill. He looks like Henry Cavill. If Henry Cavill had like the long hair if up he, in a bun. Yeah, if Henry Cavill's witcher hair was Henry Cavill's normal hair, like color and all that, it would look like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this quest where you fish with him and then you can like date him. Yeah. And be in a committed relationship with this guy. So... The fishing quest is bugged, and you never stop fishing. Yeah. So I had to reload before the fishing started, and I can't date him. Yeah, we so have to I'm wait still for dating Petra, and I feel bad. <laughs> and I'm like, should I just break up with Petra? But no, it's Yule Festival. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. It's just adding some realism to your to your experience. It's interesting, but you know, I feel I like I like this new guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Because you, you haven't been able to spend much time with him because been, you guys just fish and fish and fish. And, and fish. 
And, but, like, he's got this, like, tragic backstory yeah. and everything. I, I sound just like my sister. Mm. Oh, the main bad guy. Oh, the main guy has a tragic backstory. I love him. So, the bugs, man. Yeah. Why, why are all these new games having so many bugs? It, 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 is, it is odd. I realize that they're having to deal with, like, putting it on a new system and that sort of thing. But, like, take time, <sighs> you know? And they did add the uh, the dual the dual sense. senses haptic feedback for the bow. Yeah. So that's cool. You enjoying that? It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I've been playing is Star Wars Squadrons. I downloaded the trial for it, which is a ten hour trial, but uh, it only lets you play the first story mission. And it was like buy the game for the rest of the story or play multiplayer. So I uh, I played some multiplayer. It's fine. You fly ships in Star Wars. And now, uh, lastly, let's get into some spoiler-free discussions of the last episode of Mandalorian Season 2. Spoiler-free, because next week's episode is Season 2 spoiler talk, review, all of that. Yeah, it will be spoilery. Yeah, well, well we might start with 10 or so minutes of spoiler-free review as a season of the whole, maybe. Yeah. And then hop into spoilers, but next week we're going to go all out for that. But real quick, Episode 8, spoiler-free, what did you think? Yes. Yes? Yes. This might be one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. It is pretty good. This is the best episode of Mandalorian by far. Uh, not by far. I mean, last episode was really great too, but this episode was fantastic. My favorite thing was you standing up. Yeah, I was standing up and like jumping up and down and, and getting into it, screaming. It I was, I was uh, like, I was up next to the TV because I was playing with Kita because I'm not as invested and there was like some monologuing happened. I, I started just like paying attention and standing, and then yeah. you joined me. Yeah, it, it it was it was something to behold. I'll tell you what. I saw a tweet from the uh, vice president of PR for Bethesda talking about how if you took this episode and the two before it mm. and made those into like a two hour long Star Wars movie by just putting them together, yeah, he's like it would be the best Star Wars movie I've seen since the eighties. <laughs> so it's it's great. The end of this episode is amazing. And if you stay till the end of the credits, you'll get a treat. So be sure to watch the entirety of this episode if you haven't already. Yeah, watch to the end. And I have some thoughts on that that we'll discuss next episode. Yes. But that should be everything. So yeah. back to that Christmas movie list. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to part two of our Christmas special. Christmas! And now we're going to get on into 20 through 1. Worst to best are Christmas films. So we went through 20 through 21 last episode. We talked about our favorite Christmas songs, Christmas memories, traditions. And we did the whole rigmarole. And now into part two. But real quick, we paused for a couple minutes because Courtney got her me undies. What are these, slippers? Hard sole slippers. Yeah, hard sole slippers in the Christmas theme. They have, is that a llama or an yeah, alpaca? I think, I think the pattern is called Llama Rama. Yeah, and it's got a scarf on it. How do you how do you uh, like them? They're nice and snug. They they sold out of my size the first go around, so I was finally able to get them, and they're nice and snug with my my small size feet, <laughs> and they've got the I think it's Sherpa. Yeah, I got a matching pair as well, and they're very nice. Yes. So uh, yours are a little bit bigger. You got the large size, right? Yeah, I feel like if I wanted a snug pair, I should have got medium, but mine are very snug. <laughs> Walking around in them, it feels like they've got some like cushioning. Yeah, they're very they're very nice. So let's hop on into these films. 
Not sponsored. Not sponsored by MeUndies. But hey, MeUndies, if you want to throw if us... If you want to sponsor us. Yeah, we'll we love we love it. your products. We have socks, underwear, slippers. Courtney has a onesie. I do have a onesie. We love your products. <laughs> so, now on into number 20. So, you want to go through 25 through 21 just for a quick recap? Yeah, sure. So, 25, Year Without a Santa Claus, I Disagreed. 24, Star Wars, Lego, Holiday Special. 23, Rudolph, I feel like it should have gone lower. 22, Jack Frost, I liked it. Alex thought it was kind of sad. 21, Frosty the Snowman, meh, I feel like it should have gone lower. Now number 20. Number 20. Home Alone 2, at an average. It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, I just feel like it's the first one, again, kinda, in New York this time. Well, I just, like, this family, right? It's like, you leave this one kid at home on accident, and then you do it again, but you mess up (laughs) even more, and this kid goes to New York while you guys go to, like, they go to some tropical place. Yeah. I think it's Florida. (laughs) But, yeah, so it it is weird. It's fine. You'd probably watch it if you've watched the first one, like a back-to-back double feature every year. But it's not as good as the first one. It's just, you know, let's do it again. Yeah, I mean, I do like, you know, you get the, the bandits back again. Mm-hmm. They're great. Instead of the wet bandits this year, they're the sticky bandits. More hijinks ensue. He runs up the credit card. You got some good actors, mm-hmm. you know, but you, it's basically the same thing. Next on the list at number 19 is The Spirit of Christmas. It's a Lifetime movie? It, I think it's Lifetime original movie. Mm-hmm. It's basically a Hallmark movie. Yeah. You know, it's got the same feel. Yeah. Uh, it's this guy, he was like a... He was a bootlegger during World War One times. Was it World War One? Yeah, it's around that time, it's like the 19-teens, 1920s. Yeah, somewhere around it's that. It's around that era, yeah. It could have been earlier. He is coming back from Canada Yeah. at Christmas time to see his, his love, and he gets murdered. Yeah. And he's been living in the house that he lived in forever since then and this woman comes and she works for a place that's gonna buy the the hotel as it is now yeah and basically demolish it and love with a ghost yeah and who, he, who becomes corporeal for christmas yeah I, I thought it was gonna be super mushy and i was gonna hate it but i thought it was enjoyable I'm, I let Courtney pick one Lifetime film to watch a year, and this Hallmark is it. or Lifetime. Yeah. No, we, we watch this one every year. We've watched it every year yeah. so far. Yeah, that's, that's really your one like pick. It. I, might, <laughs> I might watch a, a few more. Yeah, um, but uh, I, thought, I thought it was going to be a, a little more lovey-dovey, mushy type of stuff as it is, but I liked it. No, usually, usually the Christmas movies aren't like lovey-dovey. Yeah. They're like hijinks. Yeah and stuff bring people together yeah i feel i feel like the the plot is the proposal with sandra bullock and ryan reynolds but a little worse and that's the plot of most of these films no usually it's like either it's like these people broke up and they're gonna get back together because christmas Mm -hmm. or it's like a dad who is single and maybe his kid wants to help hook them up for christmas hmm. or there there's pet ones there it's all over the board i love hallmark movies they're very similar but slightly different 
Yeah. And that's enough for me. <laughs> I, I approve this one. So if you're going to throw one on your list, just the Spirit of Christmas is pretty good. I gave it an average. There was a Netflix one that was done in Australia. It was like Australian Christmas <laughs> thing. I think it was Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's the middle of summer for them, but yeah. Which seems weird. I think it was Christmas. It's hard to remember. Yeah. Is it weird that in Australia, Christmas is the middle of summer? I mean, no. It's just weird to us. I yeah. guess I guess because all of the well, I guess in the southern hemisphere, all the summer southern hemisphere is in the summer. Yeah, I I assume like in in the west here mm-hmm. where we are, northern his hemisphere as well. There's all the like oh yeah, have the white Christmas, yeah. all that stuff. And I assume in Australia they have their own branding. Yeah. Of like, like if you ain't surfing on Christmas, what are you doing? That's the idea. It, it's like uh. I think I think in in Japan like a big Christmas thing to have is like KFC yeah. for some strange th- reason. You know what? We were talking about lunch earlier. I'm thinking let's get a box of uh, KFC. No, no, no. So next movie, uh, eighteen is the Polo Express. It holds up. I hadn't seen this movie since second grade because back in primary school we would like line our chairs up like a train and drink hot cocoa and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this movie cannot look good now. You know, no, it, it, looks fine. it was the most expensive animated film ever made. And I think that money was well spent because turning it on, I'm like, this looks amazing. There's some uncanny valley stuff. Yeah, no, yes, the character models do look uncanny valley. But I'm like, this would be a top tier video game cutscene these days. This looks good. The hot chocolate thing, people love that. Yeah. I remember back in elementary school going on like one of the the trains and they're like oh it's the polar express mm-hmm. and then you get the little bell yeah and you have some hot chocolate you ride the train for a bit yeah. it's a time i think it's a good movie it looks great steel the story's good i felt it was a little meandering i think a lot of these movies are that it's kind of hard to stretch these out to feature length films because it's based off a children's book yes it's it's interesting though because like we live in a town where they have a train that does the Polar Express mm-hmm. thing, and we don't really see it that much. But back in my hometown, there was a town near us that did the Polar Express thing, and you would go there around Christmas time, and people would just be walking around in their pajamas because yeah. they're like, oh, we're about to get on the Polar Express, and like adults, and then like a baby. And I'm like, the baby doesn't understand. No, listen, when we have a baby, I'm going to use that as a way to do childish things again even though they're not i want to do the pajama i'm gonna have thing. to take care of the baby while you do the childish uh, no, thing me and the kid dressed in matching pajamas both hot cocoa me in a mug them in us a, a bottle and we're just hanging out no yes i'm gonna give this six month old hot cocoa in a bottle and we're just gonna hang out it's milk based anyways there's a different milk <laughs> so anyways 18 I think it's a yearly thing. I just think it stretched out a bit. It's great. I do remember one year in high school, they were like, oh, well, what Christmas movie do you want to watch? We were all in the auditorium. And one girl said The Polar Express. Uh-huh. And and the principal was like, no. <laughs> and, and that was the end of it. <laughs> Next up on this list at number 17, I put Jingle All the Way. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's an entertaining actor. Yeah. This movie is kind of all over the place tonally. It's weird. And it's just, yeah, I think the the appeal of it is seeing on a Schwarzenegger. I like the premise, but it gets lost in the weeds sometimes because you have to have almost be an action star still, you know? 
Yeah. I think, you know, it's good. You know, he's trying to get a present for his kid. Yeah. Have you ever seen Kindergarten Cop? Yeah. I love that movie. Mm, wait. Oh, I think I'm thinking about The Pacifier with Vin Diesel instead. No. No, I haven't seen Kindergarten. With Arnold. No, I've seen the one with Vin Diesel. Okay, well that's... Oh, no, I'm also thinking of Daddy Daycare with uh, Eddie Murphy. I've seen that one too. Okay, not not the same. No? Anyway, okay. Kindergarten Cop, you got Arnold, he's a cop. He's trying to, like, catch this, like, big drug guy. Mm-hmm. Finds this drug guy's old wife who's been in hiding with her kid. And basically just trying to protect them. Yeah. But he gets, be- like, he's basically becomes the substitute teacher for mm-hmm. this class of kindergartners. Yeah. It's real fun. And hijinks ensue, and he falls in love with the, the mom yeah. of the kid. Yeah. So, so Jing All the Way, dumb action film with Arnold. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Next up, number 16th, Miracle on 34th Street. This one, we, we were planning on watching the 1994 version, but we had to rent it and we had the original one. Yeah, the black and white. Yeah, so we decided just to watch that one instead. And Courtney, what do you think about this film? I mean, it's a little slow. Yeah, yeah, uh, I felt it's, that. it's old. Yeah, these old these older movies, even from like the 80s, felt It's black a little, and white. Yeah, old and dated. They put Santa Claus on trial. Because they're like, he's mentally incompetent. It's a very unique premise. It, it's basically like Santa goes down to like New York, um, gets into the Macy's parade. He becomes Santa at Macy's. The kids love him. The adults think he's senile. They're like, oh, he's harmless though. And then they put him in a, like a, a, a home. And uh, basically there's this one guy who's a lawyer and he's like, well, how do you know he's not Santa? And so basically there's like a whole court trial of like, well, Santa's real. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the way he wins the case is that the United States Postal Service got a bunch of letters from Santa and they delivered them to the, the guy in the jail or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is a government agency saying that this man is Santa. So... <laughs> He's Santa. You can't say anything, and then yeah. and and then it, it turns out he actually is Santa. It's a weird movie to show your kids, though. I feel like the whole premise of Santa being locked up on trial. Well, it it's just like it's because you know you get the thing of like, well, adults don't believe in yeah. Santa, and so it's kind of showing kids like, well, adults are dumb. Don't yeah. listen to them. Santa's real. Yeah. I just think its age shows. It's a bit slow. Well, I mean, it's. A black and white movie. Yeah. If we could have watched the, the other one, yeah. it would have... Well, maybe next year we'll, we'll rent that one instead of settling. Okay. But it's average. I put it at 16th. Next, 15th, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. We're getting into the entertaining, excellent ones. This is the first entertaining one. Mm-hmm. This is the first one. We didn't watch Twice Upon a Christmas. but No. Once upon... Well, it, the Twice Upon a Christmas looked weird. Yeah. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. It's three short stories, I guess, about 20. Yeah. 30 minutes each. Yeah. Which one was your favorite? Because they have Donald, Goofy, and Mickey each have a story. Which one did you like the most? I like the Mickey one the most. It's basically... It's a tale that I've heard before. Yeah, it's, it's based off a story. It's based off a story. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. But the original story is like... A woman has beautiful hair. And the guy has like a really nice watch. Mm-hmm. And the woman sells all of her hair to get a gold chain for the guy's watch. And the guy sells his watch to get a a beautiful comb for the woman's hair. Mm. And it's like the joy of giving 
is more important than the joy of receiving yeah sort of thing well i think as as people age and get older i think that becomes true for them anyways yeah and and it's sort of also a thing of like even though it's sort of one of those things where it's it's the thought that counts yeah you know like even though he doesn't have the watch anymore he can't use this chain he can't use the chain she gave up something that was really important to mm-hmm. her for him yeah. and he gave up something that was really important to him for her i think i like the goofy one the most but the santa yeah yeah i like that one the most i, I feel like it was a little meandering because there was that whole part about the like the christmas letter and then yeah i mean the yeah but they all like 20 30 minutes so it, it, it kind of gets in and out if you take them uh separately than as a whole pete's in two of them yeah pete is in two of them I don't, I don't know. I think it goes like the the Mickey one and then the uh the ducks. Really? Cuz I like I didn't like the Donald Duck one that much because I'm like I get it it's the groundhog day scenario. This is a 25 minute long thing. We're resetting this day too many times, you know. We're I doing suppose. the same things over and over. It, it 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 takes a little while to for them to start doing different stuff. You know? It went, yeah, I feel like it. I would immediately do different stuff. Yeah. They, like, take forever. Yeah, like, they live out the same day two or three times. Their first initial thing is, let me be worse. Well, yeah. Like, like if we're going to change things, we'll make it worse. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, but that's how it is, you know, with, like, the Groundhog Day situation, yeah. with that situation. These aren't, like, super nice people getting into these situations. Yeah. These are, like kind of not great people getting into yeah. these situations. And you have to you have to learn to be a better person or something i guess is yeah the, it's the moral of all these tales but yeah I, I like the goofy one the most i like the father-son dynamic i suppose mm-hmm. uh, i liked mickey's once upon a christmas definitely something we watch every year i think maybe we'll try it twice upon a christmas next year i gave it an entertaining 15 oh uh, no 14 charlie brown's christmas i gave it an entertaining it was another one of these short ones in and out i really like all the charlie brown specials yeah the Christmas one, the the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, it's the Thanksgiving the one. The Thanksgiving too. one. There's a ton of. Yeah, I feel like the only the only problem I had with this one was that it has like this anti-commercialism. Yeah. Statement. Essentially, yes. Which I'm like, that's cool and all, you know. Christmas is too commercial. I get it, but you're a product that you're selling to people with, and people are gonna buy it, and you know people are gonna buy it because it's Christmas themed, right? Like it's but you like, could watch it for free. Yeah, but that's a- Apple TV decided to do that. This movie was made 60 years ago. Yeah, but 60 years ago, it's not like they were giving it away for free, but you could watch it on TV. Yeah, that I, did, I, 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 just, I just find it weird. It's, and it's, it's not like we couldn't find it anywhere to buy it. Yeah. And it's just like a, a comic on in the newspaper you yeah know? i mean i mean that that's just a little a little nitpick i still think it's a fun movie you can watch each year at christmas i put it at 14 okay fine next up the family man with nicholas cage nick cage and uh what uh what's what's his name i forget his name oh 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 uh don Cheadle. yeah i thought you were asking the wife's name i don't know her name i don't know her no name. i thought it was an excellent movie it's so good. Nick Cage is great in it. This is back when he was Oscar-winning Nick Cage from Leaving Las Vegas and all that. He's still a good actor. And I thought the movie was good. I liked the plot it's of it. my sister's favorite Nick Cage movie. She hasn't seen Leaving Las Vegas, though. I, I, I think she's forgetting National Treasure. I think she's forgetting Gone in 60 Seconds. It's I don't a, know if we've seen that. That's a great movie. He's a car thief. 
I don't know if Angelina Jolie's in it. It has like a huge cast of of good actors. I don't know if we see. Yeah, The Family Man. I thought it's an excellent movie. I really like the premise and the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of these that's like Home Alone or Die Hard, though. It's Christmas because it's set in Christmas time. No, it's not Christmas because it's set in Christmas time. It's Christmas because he's learning the importance of family, and then it goes back to Christmas. I, when I mean Christmas, though, there's no Santa, elves, reindeer. There's no... There's no Santa, elves, or reindeer in the spirit of Christmas. There's no Santa, elves, or reindeer in uh, Home Alone. Yeah, but you, you, you'll you find that I rated all of those movies a little lower than they would go if they were there more Christmas There is no thing. Santa, elves, or reindeer in Muppets A Christmas Carol. I feel, I feel like the, fam- the Family Man's a great movie. You should watch it. You can watch it any time of year. I don't know if it's necessarily a christmas film it's a christmas film if it if it was more had more christmas iconography in it i feel like it would go higher i highly recommend it i, I highly recommend it too 12 scrooged with bill murray yes i feel like this movie is low on the list for a couple reasons you One, can't watch it with the you kids. can't show it to kids can't show it with the kids. two there is a better version of christmas kale on this list yes so I think I think those two things hurt it the most. Though I really I found it enjoyable. Bill Murray's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. The movie's fun. Yeah. But I think I think for the reasons that you can't watch it with kids and there's a better version of this story on this list as well. It's why it went down the list for me. That's fair. Yeah. Number eleven, National Lampoon's Christmas. I feel like this movie would have went lower on my list if the last twenty minutes weren't so ridiculous. Yeah. The first part of the movie, I was like, man, this is slow and meandering, and it's not that funny. I feel like the humor of 40 years ago is not translating that much today. That's fair. I love the National Lampoon movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Van, Never seen Van Wilder. Party Liaison, I think's the name of it. I, I like it. I, I'm pretty sure it's a bad movie, but I like it. I mean, this one also is a little hard to show your kids. Like, no, I wouldn't show this. Parts... I wouldn't show this to a young child. No, no, not to a young child. Maybe once they get to a certain age. Yeah, but I, I didn't find it that that funny or that entertaining. I thought it was meandering until like the last third of it. Mm-hmm. Things really get out of hand, and that's when it gets fun enough to be entertaining. And eleventh on this list. Yeah, number ten. And I feel like the next three are going to be controversial. This is real weird. This but is real but weird. I, I think I think uh, you might agree with me by the end of this. I don't know about that. Number 10 is the Santa Claus 1. Yes. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a little too much family drama, especially when they drag him into court to take his kid away from him, to be, an en- to be like a very enjoyable Christmas movie. We need to lose some of this family drama. But I, it's a classic. Yes. Anything you want to say about it? I don't know. I like Bernard. Yeah? I like Bernard? I like Bernard. Number nine. I like the, the tinsel thing when when the, when he's in the in the prison and the, the elves come and they've got the tinsel and they break him out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then like one of the other prisoners is like, hey, can I have some of that tinsel? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, but that's kind of, that's what I'm saying. Like throw him in prison. Like, he kidnaps his kid. It, it, it's it's a little bit too much family drama for me. Number nine is the Santa Claus 2. I thought this was much better. Okay. But I, I felt like the premise was like, wow, we need a, we should make another one. And it took eight years to make this Listen, one. Listen, your entire, like, the internet agrees with you. It's all over the place. Yeah. The Santa Claus 2 is all over the place, but I like the love. 
No, I think I you like should. I love. think you should definitely because because you made the point that they show Santa Claus one and Santa Claus three on TV. Yes, it it doesn't matter. They go they go. All right, here's Santa Claus one. All right, here's Santa Claus three. They don't explain how he gets a yeah. wife. I don't. I mean, I mean, I guess it's fine. It's whatever. You just assume he got Mrs. Claus at some point. But the, I, I, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, the second movie's all over the place. The but... second movie's weird because it's like, well, what Santa needs a wife. Yeah. They make a toy Santa that takes over and is basically like a dictator. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't get that plot point at all. Why could he could have just left Bernard in charge? You know, it's it's real weird. Yeah, it's real. Weird. It's all over the place, but I think it's more entertaining. I love Bernard. There's less. There's like no family drama now, pretty much. You know, there's not. There's They're not a lot of. Family. Santa's not going They're... to child custody court and all that. No, but like Charlie is is on the naughty list. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and I don't like that too is, much either. Is like graffitiing stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's doing it in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Like he's doing christmas graffiti yeah he's like man they hate christmas let me graffiti a tree but yeah it is it is all over the place but i think it's a funner and then like comet is like super obese yeah and it's like oh can't take comet (laughs) back let's get the tooth fairy so number eight and and santa claus one and two are entertaining number eight is santa claus three and it's also an entertaining and i'll tell you what santa claus three might be the lowest rated of these on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. It is the lowest rated. But I think it's the most entertaining. It's the most fun Santa Claus movie to watch. It's really fun. Martin Short is amazing. And I think it helps because it's the first movie we have a actual bad guy. And Martin Short's such a great villain. Yes. And it's... Well, I, Jack Frost is the villain. Yeah. Martin Short is a, a delight yeah. of a human being. The, the movie's very fun to watch. And I think like... I mean, you have to watch all three. Yes. Every year. Yes. But I like the third one the most. The third one's really good. Yeah. If you had to just rate Santa Claus one, two, and three, how would you? Where would you put them? Rank them? I don't know. I really like two. Yeah. And I like one. I like them all. I'm not good at this ranking yeah. thing. Okay, so you're gonna have to agree with me that three is the best. Three has that weird thing of like the I forget the girl's name. What's the little girl's name? The little girl, she like he's like, oh, you have the warmest hugs, and then apparently she does actually have. The oh yeah, she unthaws Jack Frost. She like defrosts yeah. Jack Frost. Yeah, like that's kind of dumb. Yeah, you you the problem you had with the first one is you're like, well, they make Scott Calvin seem to be like a bad father, but he doesn't seem like a bad father. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is something. They're like, oh well, he's a bad dad because he. Well, I mean, he, there's some hints yeah. they, of they, like, well, he he didn't show up to pick Charlie up at the right time, and Charlie's like, I don't want to be with Dad. Yeah. And then like, he burns the turkey, so they have to go to Denny's or something. Yeah, I mean, they they say he's a bad dad, but all I see is a, a single father trying his best to connect to his son. That's what I see in the beginning then, of this movie. But then you see you see Santa Claus three, and they're like, oh, well, this is what would happen if he never got to be Santa Claus, and he just doesn't interact with his family ever and is working on Christmas. And like, it seemed like he enjoyed Christmas and he wanted to keep the spirit of Christmas alive in his kid. Yeah. So it's it's just like. I feel like three really sends it home of like, yeah, he's so corporate. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. So number seven mm-hmm. is The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Yes. Uh, this is entertaining. I feel like this is one you have to watch every year. I think 
that my problem with this movie is that there's not enough Jim Carrey. He's kind of restrained a bit, and it's probably because of the makeup and all that. But I want him. I want more Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey wackiness. Well, I mean, they but you still, don't really get that. They still like, hey, Jim Carrey, do this thing, have fun. You know, that's what that's what people do with Jim Carrey. Mm. They're like, Jim Carrey, go in a room and do stuff. You know, like in uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. They they like the there's outros where he's just like in a kitchen and he's just doing random stuff with a bunch of different things, and it's like, yeah. do that, Jim Carrey. <laughs> And they did that with certain scenes, like the one where the... He, like, rips the shirt and all that. Well, well the the part... I don't, I don't know if the ripping the shirt mm. thing. I'm sure that's part of it. Mm. But the part where he, like, he gets... Uh, he's supposed to pull the tablecloth off the table. Yeah. And everything was supposed to fall down. But he pulls it off and everything stays up. And he goes back and knocks it all down. And that's the take they kept, you know? I, I, I love yeah I, I mean love, I like it more than the cartoon yeah. version I mean it's seventh on my list of 25 I want more Jim Carrey wackiness and they don't sing the songs they sing some of the songs I don't know I like I like the songs from the Grinch a lot and I feel like they're underplayed in, the, in the no they sang film. the the mean one Mr Grinch they sang the yeah maybe I don't know I just I just felt they were they were up front enough uh it's still number seventh Number six is The Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it's an excellent film. And we, and we discussed this on our Halloween episode as well. And on there, I took off points because it's uh, too Christmassy to be a Halloween movie. Uh-huh. Now it's losing points because it's a bit too Halloween to be the best Christmas movie. It's an excellent film. You have to watch it for both holidays, I feel like. I don't know. I think it's more of a Christmas movie than it is a Halloween No, it movie. is more of a Christmas movie. But it's it's weird, you know? It's not super Christmassy. You know, it's a little dark and I mean, gothic. they were geniuses. Yeah. Geniuses for this idea of, like, it's a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's more of a Christmas movie yeah. than a Halloween yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an excellent film, but it's six on the list because I feel like the next five films are a little more upbeat. I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas is the last Halloween movie you watch. Yeah. So that you can start gearing up for Christmas. Yeah, sure. Number five. I picked Home Alone. The original. It's an excellent film. It's great. I feel like it's still one of these that happen around Christmas. It doesn't have all the Christmas iconography to make it like super Christmassy, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Santa and Rudolph and stuff don't show up. But it's such a great movie. It's one of the all-time classics. Yes. It's so it's so fun. You got Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, it's and, it's an excellent movie, and I think I think the greatness of the film kind of boosts it past the fact that it's not really super Christmassy. I mean, there are some parts like you know, he goes to buy a toothbrush, or he talks to the old man who he thinks is like killing children, but the old man is just old and alone and sad on Christmas. And then you've got, like, the the mom traveling cross-country. Not the dad. The mom traveling across country, getting into random cars with people who happen to be polka bands. I've, it's, it's odd. Yeah. But it's still a good movie. Yeah. At number four, Elf with Will Ferrell. My sister would disagree with you. She does not like this movie. Will Ferrell is hilarious. I feel like Will Ferrell shines through more in this role than Jim Carrey did with the Grinch. Uh -huh. And I feel like that helps it out a lot. 
and it is littered with Christmas iconography because he's an elf from the North Pole, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I found a thing where it's like, they just put Will Ferrell in the elf costume, yeah. and the parts where he's just in New York in the elf costume is just that. It's Will Ferrell in and out of costume, interacting with actual people in New York. Like, the guy he comes up to and he's like, oh, it's Santa! Mm -hmm. And he's in a red, like, jogging suit. That guy was not planned. <laughs> that whole interaction was not planned. They were just like, go have fun. Yeah, so this movie is hilarious. It's also kind of heartwarming. There's a love interest with uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And they sing Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yeah, it's. I love this movie. I love Will Ferrell. One of my favorite movies of all time is Talladega Nights. Will Ferrell's amazing. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Talladega Nights? No. Oh. You know this. Oh. <laughs> Next on the list at number three is Christmas Story. This is the first time I've ever seen this a movie. A Christmas Story. A, yeah, A Christmas Story. It's the first time I've ever seen this movie. Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. It was great. It's a great movie. It's it's one of those. It's from eighty three, but somehow the humor in it works. Well, it's, it's supposed to be. It's like set like the setting of the movie is like the mid forties. Yeah, the mid forties, and it's this man telling the story of his his this Childhood. one Christmas yeah. in his youth when he all he wanted was the Red Rider BB gun with the compass in the stock and a thing that tells time. Which which I had a Red Rider BB gun. I got it when I was like four for Christmas. And I felt like it's just because maybe my dad saw this when he was a kid and they didn't have enough money to get him that and he wanted it. So I got that as a, as a child for a Christmas gift. And the, the mantra of this movie is you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And the thing that he does in this film at the end where he's shooting the BB gun and he like hits something metal and bounces back at him. I have shot myself, I shot myself many times as a kid by shooting at it like a ball made of metal and it bounces back and like hits you in the shins or something. I've had that happen. So yeah. be careful out there. But this movie was entertaining all the way through. It was funny. It, it was great. I love this movie. I feel like you're not going to show it to a little kid. No. But it... Because the, the leg. The sexy leg. <laughs> but I, I liked it a lot. Maybe show uh, maybe ten twelve. You show it to them; they're probably fine with that. It was funny because one of our neighbors had the lamp really in the window, and I pointed it out to you. I think it was like a couple years ago, mm. and you were like, "I don't know." Yeah, uh, and I'm like, "That's the lamp from a Christmas story," yeah. and you're like, "Um, okay." And yeah. I'm like, so we're, we're watching this every year. I really liked it. I, w I would recommend y'all see it if you haven't. It holds up. It's so good. Yeah. Number two, Grinch. The original cartoon. And I think this movie has a lot going for it. First, it is a classic story. The problem I have with The Grinch, the original one, is they're, so they're singing the songs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. They're singing that song, yeah. right? They literally stop singing the song and something else happens. And then they start singing the song <laughs> again. They do that two times yeah. this well, song. I mean, I mean it, it, they stop to show the Grinch doing mean things, though. No, but it's, it's, it's either it, they'll stop, mm -hmm. they'll do some reading from the book, yeah. and then they'll continue the song. Yeah, that, that, that's paced weirdly. But I feel like the movie is based on the classic story, right? Everyone knows how the Grinch stole Christmas, right? Uh -huh. Classic story. The songs are all awesome, and they're front and center in this version. The movie is 25 minutes long at the most. It is in and out. It's, it's it's a great story. It's short, sweet. The songs are awesome. I love it. 
I think you definitely have nostalgia glasses on for this. And usually I would agree, mm -hmm. you know, because I also, like, I've watched that movie tons yeah. of times. But it was just kind of like, it was a little annoying to me this year. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe because I knew that we were going to watch the Jim Carrey one later, and I love that one a lot yeah. more. I mean, I had a friend in high school who hated that movie. Yeah. But, you know. We watched it on Netflix. Jim Carrey's? Yeah. yeah. And they took out scenes. I feel like maybe Netflix's is like the original theatrical cut and you watched a director's cut. No. Because, I mean, like, we just had the DVD. I don't think it was a director's cut DVD. No. Plus, I've seen on TV, they add more scenes when they show the movie on TV. Yeah, for They don't take out scenes. Yeah, for runtime or something. I don't know. I, f I don't think... Cause I've, the, also, the I've also noticed that they do this with the Harry Potter movies when they show them on TV, yeah. is they add scenes. And I'm like, where is this scene when I'm watching it at home on my VHS or my DVD or yeah. whatever? It's confusing. It has to do something with runtime. Because the scenes you described, there's no reason they would cut them out. There, there's no... Like... There, it's not like they were playing a copywritten song, which they have. They, I think they do a little bit, because they'll like they'll they did the Christmas is going to the dogs. Yeah. But why wouldn't they just like the, clearly they had to buy the song to put it in the yeah. movie. It was just weird. It was a weird aspect. Yeah, I don't understand. Which original number two? Excellent film. I would have put it lower. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> and now at number one. My favorite Christmas movie, which is a movie Courtney showed me last year. I'd never seen this before. Did I show it to you last year or the year before? Recently. I, I saw this as an adult when Courtney showed it to me, either last year or the year before. Is Muppets a Christmas Carol? Yes. It is. It's so fun. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. The songs are great. The Muppets are lovable. It's based off of A Christmas Carol, which is probably the most classic christmas story of all time there's barely any actual people in it it's mostly muppets but like scrooge is an actual person it's michael Caine. yeah yeah oh so good my favorite my, i love the uh oh what i forget the song that it's in but the when the mice sing their part there's no cheese no is for us mice. yeah it's so good it's so good muppets of christmas Carol is my favorite christmas i think movie. it's like here comes mr humbug here comes mr grinch yeah, they're, they're they're talking about like here's Scrooge. Yeah, I I love the I love Muppets at Christmas Carol. It's so great. Yeah, which one of these would you say is your favorite? <sighs> Probably either Muppets at Christmas Carol or the original Home Alone. Really? Yeah, those are just the classics to me. Yeah. And your least favorite? My least favorite might have been Rudolph. You're gonna put Rudolph least favorite? I thought you'd put Star Wars least favorite. Star Wars was it. At least it wasn't, like, sexist. Yeah, you have to watch part one of our Christmas special like, to you get have our, to, our you, takes on Rudolph. You have to, like, watch the the Star Wars movies, obviously, to appreciate it. But it, I mean, it was kind of meh. But, like, Rudolph, I was just sitting there, like, just, you know, come on. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's see here. I'm just going to read this real quick and go through which ones I would, I would, uh, watch next year which ones you have to keep in rotation right we have to watch a year without a sin sure not the holiday special not yeah. the star wars not one. not rudolph not rudolph not jack frost no not frosty no i think we have to watch home alone too just because you have to watch one and two together yes spirit of christmas sure. obviously whole express sure uh not jingle all the way i don't think no uh miracle on 34th street will watch the latest the 1994 one next year sure 
Uh, Mickey's Once Upon Christmas. Yeah, probably Charlie Once Brown. Upon Christmas as well. Yeah, Charlie Brown. Sure. Uh, maybe not The Family Man. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't watch it as a Christmas movie every year, but I'd watch it again, you know? Mm. Not Scrooged. No, because we already have <sighs> Christmas Carol. I guess maybe National Lampoon's Christmas. It mm. was it was fine. Uh, all three Santa Claus, Grinch, Nightmare Before Christmas, Home Alone, Elf, Christmas Story, Grinch Original, and Muppets. So, so there's some more like stop motiony ones yeah. that we could throw in. I mean, we have two. We have two different discs that are packed with well, old like, Christmas movies. Christmas in July. Yeah. Maybe not. Mm. But there's like a Jack Frost stop motion one. Where it includes, like, Groundhog Day yeah. as, as well in there. Maybe. Um, That one's good, so maybe that one. We could also do some more of, like, the Hallmark ones or the Lifetime maybe. I'll ones. Let you, maybe. Maybe next year I'll let you throw addition, an additional one in there. Because, I mean, if we're, ta- we're taking out, like, five or six, seven of these, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there's enough out there to keep 25. And, and uh, you know, they, there's plenty of newer yeah, coming Christmas out. movies. Maybe we'll watch the... The new Grinch that came out. Sure, we'll watch three Grinches in one year. Yeah. And maybe, you know, as this podcast keeps going, one of these Christmas specials will have finally nailed down the perfect 25 films to watch. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like when we do this again next year, we should only comment on the ones that we watched new. Yeah, that we added. That we added, and then, like, maybe figure out where they hold up. Yeah. So that's our Christmas special for this year. Thanks for watching, guys. And now we're going to get on into the closing thoughts. We're going to start with Kita's Corner. What does Kita want us to know this week? Kita would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets, to adopt from a shelter. Maybe don't adopt or get an animal just for Christmas and then just throw it out in the cold. That's not very nice. Don't do that. Kita demands to have more Christmas presents. How many does she have in her stocking? Because we gave her... A she has t- three. We gave her a toy already. Yes. That is automated and it like moves this thing underneath the covering. And she has to attack it, right? She and, loves it. Yeah, she loves that. And we gave her a new cat tree, which she loves as well. She's currently asleep in it. In the up, up, up. Yeah, and in the stocking she has a Yeti stuffed animal toy. Yes. Uh, she uh, has a squirrel. Yes, a squirrel toy. And she has a, like a special wet like top tier wet food. It has like a scallop on it, and it, it, it looks it looks good. It looks good. You would eat it? I would no no. I'm just <laughs> saying like if if you're ranking like cat wet food, this looks like some primo cat wet. Well, food. we gotta get her some 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 treats. Perhaps yeah, we might need to go. We, we got her some hairball treats, and she hates yeah. them. That that is true. They were the only they were the best looking ones at the pet store where we went. So yeah, that's upsetting. And now let's get on to the interesting fact. Uh, I have two. I have the five most streamed Christmas films that were on our list. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one, and you can do the other. And one. And then I have the five most streamed Christmas songs, and both of these are for this year. Yes. This is as of the Christmas song article came out Thursday, so this is like pretty up to date. And the Christmas movies came out, I think, last week was okay. when that data was collected. So the most streamed Christmas films on our list. So number one is Elf. Mm-hmm. Number two, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number three, Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Number four, Home Alone. And number five, Scrooged. I think something about this list to keep in mind is that some of these movies we had to watch on disc. Mm-hmm. Like like The Grinch, like Rudolph Frosty, 
Yeah. Uh, some of these you can't stream, so keep that in mind. Or like, you know, you can watch them on TV. Yeah. This is this is streamed. Yeah. Uh, how do you think? What do you think about that list? That seemed about fair. It's interesting that Scrooge is that, on there. That's the one that I thought was interesting. I was like, wow, Scrooge made it on here. I mean, like, sure, they play it every year when I'm uh, on TV. Mm-hmm. There's. I mean, it's it's kind of like a not for children. Yeah. But I mean, people movie. love Bill Murray. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I love Bill Murray. What was the name of that documentary on... Was it on Netflix? I think it was on Netflix. It was about Bill Murray. It's just weird stories about Bill Murray popping up people's lives. Yeah. That, it, it was just like... Just random stuff he does. Yeah. To just make people's lives a little bit better. You know, like stealing someone's fry and going, no one will ever believe you. Yeah. Or showing up at a party and doing the dishes. Yeah. So I, you guys should Google around. It's a documentary. I think it's on Netflix. It came out this year, last year. It's, it's pretty recent. It was really good. But people love Bill Murray, so I can see why Scrooge is on there. Yeah, that's true. So the top five most streamed Christmas songs. And uh, these are by a single artist. So if it's like a song that's been covered a lot, it's not all of them combined. It's just a single version of that song. Well, you didn't I did say not, which one is Nope, which. I did not write down the artist. So you guys are going to have to look this up yourself before you know the artist. Cool. Number one is All I Want for Christmas. This one's clearly by that's Mariah great. Carey. That's a good one. Fantastic. Number two is Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, which is my favorite also Christmas great. song. Yeah. Number three is The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Most Wonderful yeah. Time. Okay. Number four is Last Christmas, which is a Wham song. Yep. Yeah. Good one. And number five, number five is Jingle Bell Rock. That one's good. So, I mean, this this is a pretty good list. I forgot of one of my favorites, which is uh, Carol of the Bells. I like that. And I also like Sleigh Ride. I like Sleigh Ride. What's, what's Carol of the Bells? And Carol of the Bells is basically just like, it's like, dun, dun, dun. It's, it's basically, uh, I played, I was in band. Hmm. In, in high school, middle school, elementary school. And we played that one every year. And we played Sleigh Ride every year. Yeah. So th- that's why those are important to me. Yeah. I mean, those are all good songs. I love Christmas songs. We have a playlist. Uh, it's the Apple curated one. But th- th- there's We need like, to put some more on there. Yeah, and take some off. There were some weird ones. Yeah, and there's some covers that are new that I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. So, so... But, I mean, there's, you could probably get a... a banger of a playlist with like 40 christmas songs we it's... need to get one started we already have like our wedding playlist that yeah. we're we're g- getting together which if we do have our wedding around in like december oh, we'll, we we'll, might we'll need a christmas song we might need a christmas song yeah. so that's it for our christmas special i hope you all enjoyed both parts of it next episode i think if everything works out correctly is going to be our wonder woman 1984 review and dceu discussion episode yeah and uh i already have uh another episode in the works yeah it's gonna be a pokemon themed episode so i think i think how the show is gonna go for the next couple weeks is gonna be the wonder woman 1984 dceu discussion yep mandalorian season two review yep and then the pokemon episode yep so we have we have a, a pretty good list of content coming out for the next few weeks hope you guys listen to all of those and if you, you know, like Pokemon cards, check out the Instagram or pictures of Kita. Yeah, check out the Instagram. Check us out on Twitter for updates on the show and when things go live. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We really enjoyed doing it. Can't wait for next year where we get some new movies in the running. Yeah, it'll be interesting. What's uh, what's the next holiday we could do an episode on? Because we're not going to do New Year's. Maybe Valentine's Day? 
I don't know if Valentine's Day has enough to really talk about, honestly. I mean, there's that movie called Valentine's Day. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't, um, I don't know what the next one's going to be. I mean, Easter, that we do some stuff for that, but Easter's really sort of like a religious yeah. thing. And St. Patty's Day really doesn't have much. No. Fourth of July is just American. It's not really much going on there. So I may, maybe this is the end for... President's our, Day. President's Day. I think a holiday special is going to be Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas each year. I can't think of another good holiday to do a no, special. maybe not like... I don't know about Thanksgiving again, because we didn't really have a ton to talk about. Yeah, true, true. It was just like, what do you eat? Where do you go? <laughs> but like, Halloween and Christmas, and Christmas those, are, those were pretty good. So thank you guys for listening to this, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.